Amen. We've been talking about a church moving forward. And we've been talking about the enemies that we need to defeat in order to move on in our lives. The first enemy I told you that you have to defeat is what? Ignorance. There comes a point in your Christian journey where you got to stop saying, I don't know. I don't know where the book, that book is in my Bible. There comes a point in your Christian journey when you got to go from, you got to stop looking at the table of contents. And you ought to just open it up and know where Revelation is. Well, everybody know where Revelation is. Know where 1 Corinthians is and know where Galatians is and know where all these books. There comes a point in your journey where you, you and I have to move from ignorance. Amen. Remember this. Satan wants to keep you in a state of ignorance. Watch this. Watch this. Pull up, pull up that Matthew 13 passage for me. Matthew chapter 13. And I keep going here because it just it's a great reference to, to, where, to where I got mental clarity tonight. Come on, somebody. Amen. In spite of all that's going on in the world, and in spite of all that's going on in my life right now, I got mental clarity. Ask the Lord right now. Lord, clear my mind. Matthew 13 and 18. Read that for me. 18 and 19. Hear the what? The parable of the what? Of the sower. Watch this. Go to 19. Uh-huh. Hold on a minute. When anyone hears the word of the what? Of the kingdom. Right? We are in the kingdom, right? This is the church. And does not what? How many times you've been to church you don't understand the word? Or you didn't understand anything that was going on? Right? And what Satan wants us to do, he wants us to keep us in a state Watch this, of ignorance. Amen. He wants to keep us in a place where we don't understand for ourselves. Listen, it doesn't, it doesn't take an expert to understand the word. All you got to do is practice the three principles of studying the word of God. You ready for it? First thing is observation. What do I see? That's the first question you need to ask when you look into the passage. Observation, what do I see? The second one is interpretation. Well, what does it mean? <laughs> Amen. Because you can read the Bible, but then you got to understand what does it what? What does it mean? Right? And then number 3. Amen. Application. How do I apply it? Now I got I wrote a little booklet. I think I sent it to Delvin. I gotta send it to the printer to get to get to get it into your hands, okay? And what it is is a little booklet, about five, ten pages. And what it does, it helps you to take a passage of scripture, or it helps you to take a sermon that you or Bible study, and then to take it for seven days and how to take each of that sermon and start applying it to your own life. 
Here's the thing. The only way that you and I are going to move past ignorance is when we start applying the word of God. Are you with me? Listen, we can say, we can mean well. A lot of us mean well. We, we mean well. You know, we got good intentions, but we're like that kid failure to launch. That kid that stays home till he's 90, you know what I mean, 60, you know, still sleeping on mama's couch. <laughs> All right? He won't get up and do anything because here's the thing, because he's fallen into what? A comfort zone. And so if you and I are going to become the people, if we're going to be victorious, and if we're going to move forward, how many you want to move forward in your life? Let me see any moving forward people. The first thing you have to defeat, the first enemy is what? Now, what's the second enemy? Unbelief. But before I move on, look what it says. It says, when he does not understand it, the what? The, the evil one or the devil comes and what? Can you imagine this tonight? That while you're here in Bible study, right? You're hearing a word, right? If you leave here tonight and you don't understand it, by the time you get to your car, the devil himself, Take it from you. Snatch it from you. Leave you void and empty. Leave you confused. Oh, I wish I had somebody tonight. And I'm talking to somebody here. You're in a state of confusion right now. But I want to tell you something. God's word will give you clarity. Look what it says. It says, and the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown where? So what do you have to do? You have to protect your heart. You see, you can hide the word, but you got to protect your heart. So therefore, what that means is that when you leave out of here, you got to be careful what you do next when you turn on that dial. If it's 97.9 D-Box, you in trouble. Because it's going to rob you of what was just sown. See, what's happening right now, a word is being sown inside of you. That's what's going on right now. Now watch this. Watch the text. Watch, watch what it says. It says, he snatches it, what has been sown in his heart. This is the one whom seed was sown by what? Beside the road. Go to the next verse. Just for fun, let's go to the next verse. The one whom seed was sown on what? Rocky places. This is the man, because you've got some of y'all like this right here. Watch this. This is the man who receives the word. He got all kinds of, uh, amen, pastor. Woo! I got joy. Amen. You cut, listen, listen, listen. You received it, but remember now, watch this. Just because you have joy doesn't mean you understand it. Oh, I just said something. Just because, oh, you've seen something happening doesn't mean you're going to apply it. He receives it with joy. Immediately he receives it with joy. Go ahead. Verse 21. Yet he has no firm what? In what? Let me ask a question. How many of you here start stuff and never finish it? 
I mean, dang, man. Listen, we, listen, you start something, then something happened, you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and, and then everything that you would, you just, how many incomplete projects do you have in your life? And then I believe that this is the trouble with most believers today. They never finish what they start. We got to finish what we start. It says, but, but watch this. His joy is what, y'all? Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, I don't want temporary joy. That's what I used to get in the world. I, I used to get that from hanging around people that I thought was my friends. You understand what I'm saying? I, 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 had, I had joy, but it was temporary. And what he's saying is you get the word, you get all happy, and you make all these commitments. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to commit to that. Okay? But watch this. It's temporary. Because watch this. And when what, y'all? Oh, we better stop right there. That's the first word we got to stop at. When what? Who? What? What did I tell you to do? Observation. Observation. What does observation tell us? We're looking at it, right? He says, not afflictions with an S, but what? And what? When it arises, I want to show somebody something here tonight. Somebody here, you have good intentions, you mean well, but every time you make a commitment to God, this happens to you. Persecution and what? Affliction arises because of what? Because of what? Because of what? Oh. So why did the affliction happen to me? Huh? Why, why did the affliction and persecution happen? No, 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 no. Because of the word. The, look at the text. It's right there. The reason it happens is because of the what? Of the what? So watch this. Check this out. Tonight. Not only does Satan wants to snatch the word from you, but he also wants to bring about some persecution. And he wants to afflict you for what you hear tonight so that you will not apply it to your life. They're not teaching this in church. You are persecuted every time you listen. Somebody here, you got a fight in your mind constantly. It's a battle. You're vacillating all the time between two opinions. You're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. And you're having this whole conversation with yourself. You know where that persecution is coming? It's coming from Satan, but it's, becoming, it's coming because you want to know the word. But ignorance keeps us there. Unbelief. People.
people say they believe until this happens. I got a lot of people that tell me, Pastor, yeah, I love God. I said this on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to do that. I'm all the way in until this happens. Anybody going through something? Anybody going through any affliction, any persecution? Persecution. Watch this. It arises because of the what? Of the word. And immediately, what happens to that person? See, when you when you fall for the enemy of ignorance and unbelief, you're one step. You, you, you have one step in, one foot in, one foot out. And watch this. Some of us, when the persecution comes in our lives, you know what we do? We run. We fall away. Go to the next verse. And the one whom seed was sown among the what? Thorns. See, so, so we're looking at three different kinds of people here. Right? Look at this guy. The seed that was sown among the thorns, this is the man who's, who hears the word. I mean, I know it's the first of the month. Worry. You just worried about it, see. You just let what you just let it all pile up on you. You just you just you just let's let's amen. Help me, Lord. Look what he said. He says, He the man who hears the word, but the what? And the worry of the world and the what? Deceitfulness of what? Wealth. Can I show you something tonight? Satan is after the word in your life. I've seen people come to church, right? Sit in church. They got dressed. They get up. They get here. And then all of a sudden, they just, they just leave. Right before the word is preached. Watch this. They run to the bathroom about 16 times. How I know I stand right here and I watch. Sixteen. I'm like, man, the devil is working on him today because he wants to choke the word out of you. Do you know what Satan is after tonight? The word in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the word in me. That's what he wants. He wants you to sit here and be worrying about Man, did I shut the stove off? Did I shut the oven off? No, did I lock the door? Did I close the garage? Just all of a sudden, you're just sitting here hearing the word, and then all of a sudden, stuff start popping in your mind. You're like, man, did I close my car? Are they going to steal my stuff? Man, what kind of neighborhood is this? <laughs> That's what he does. Man, we got to fight this booger here. About to say something else. We got to win, y'all. We have to make a declaration that you will not rob me. No more. No more. Come on, you got to tell you to talk to yourself. And no more. No more will I allow Satan to stop me from coming to Bible study. 
to stop me from coming to church. And then when I get to church, guess what? I'm not going to be thinking about the little baby that keep crying in church. I'm not going to look at my neighbor on the side and say, look what she got on. Shoot, I don't know what, I don't know why she wore that to church. You know what I mean? She's wrong for that. Oh, look at that brother right there. You know what I mean? He, boy, he looks sure look good. Thank you. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all ain't trying. Y'all ain't trying here. Listen, I know y'all saintly. I know y'all don't think like that. I understand that. But that's what he does. Whatever he can do, it's hot in here. <laughs> My head hurt. All kinds of things he does to choke the word out of your life. Hmm? But if you came here sick tonight, God can heal you. You hear what it said? Here's what I want to show you right quick. And I, and I got to get on to the next enemy. Here's what I want to say to you tonight. Watch this. If you look at the passage very carefully, it shows you that Satan is after the word. That is such a great look for us. So you know what I do? I read more just to make them mad. That's what I do. I'd be doing stuff like that. I'm going to stay here for another hour. And I just keep reading. You know why? Because he wants to take it, and I want to see how bad he wants it. And so while I'm reading, here come poofs up in my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. I got you. The Bible says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. In other words, you got to be alert. You got to know what's filtering through your mind. Now, so not only is ignorance one of the things, but also uh, one of the other enemies is unbelief. All right? How can unbelief affect you? It can affect everything about your faith life. Because remember what I told you last week? Without faith, it's impossible to do what? You, we can't please God if we have no faith. But what is faith? The evidence of things hoped for but yet not seen. But how do you know? How, how do you know you have faith? You believe what you can't see. I think I understand what you're saying. Not that it's not true, but it just looks like it's never going to happen. But I believe it's going to happen. You follow what I'm saying? Because if the thing isn't true, it, it can't be, you know, right. It's either right or wrong. You follow what I'm saying? But if it's never going to happen, then it's never going to happen. You can't faith yourself into something that will never happen. You, you, you follow where I'm going with this? You, you, you see what I'm saying? So, so sometimes some of us are stuck there. We want something to be true so bad. Come on, somebody. And God is saying, that's not for you. You know that brother ain't for you. 
There you go. Assurance that without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what it looks like right now, I have the what? The assurance that when I take the next step, it's going to happen. Man, what, what, listen, what a good picture. The assurance that something will be, but you don't see it, right? And so here's the thing. Now, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I have to have the assurance that no matter what I'm going through right now in my life, God will Break, listen, I stop saying, stop saying this. God going to fix it. I don't think you hear what I said. Now, you can say it. God going to fix it. But God will bring me through. Because, see, if he fixes it all the time, God knows how to deal with you. Then guess what you're going to keep doing? You're going to keep breaking it. Amen. So what God has to do, he has to bring you through step by step, step by step. Lessons learned, lessons learned, lessons avoided. He has to bring you through these things so that you can become stronger in your what? Faith. Now, here's the thing. How many of you can testify tonight? That even though tonight things are bad, you have actually seen the power of God in your life. I mean, you can say you've seen, listen, without a shadow of a doubt. So why are you staying in the place you are tonight? Where's your faith? Where is your faith tonight? The same God that did it that time. Oh, I don't think you heard what I'm saying to you tonight. It's the same God that can what? Pull you through tonight. But unbelief puts us there. The pressures and the worries of the world Watch this. And here's the thing. When the word is choked out, you're standing at a what? At a deficit. How much word did you put in today? See, watch this. We go to the, we go to the gas station when, we, when we're running low, right? What do we do? We fill up. There are some of us, watch this, we eat every day, right? Don't we eat every day? The way some of y'all look, we, hey, <laughs> look like we, look like, don't look like we missing no meals. I'm going to put it like that. Okay? That includes myself. We, listen, I ain't miss no meals. Trust me, I ain't miss one. Amen. But if you're not eating spiritually every day, then what kind of Christian you think you're going to be? You're going to be a, watch this, you're going to either have spiritual diabetes, 
You're going to have spiritual constipation, spiritual heart attack, spiritual high blood pressure. Many of us in this room tonight, you don't even know what's going on in your body because you haven't had a checkup lately. Spiritual. So that's why it's not really appealing. You know, when you when you got to do work, it's like, oh, work. Shoot, that's, boy, I got to do something? Hold on a minute. I thought you said faith is like, you know, I ain't got to do nothing. All I got to do is believe. See, you know what you know what that is? That's not faith. That's you wanting a genie in a bottle. That's you wanting a sugar daddy. You want somebody to move when you say move. Jump when you say jump. Amen. But faith has to be put into action in order for you to overcome, watch this, unbelief. Tonight, I want to tell you something. If you believe it, God will do it. But here's the thing, he's not going to do it without you because he's not that kind of God. Here's the next enemy that we have to defeat. And that is the enemy of apathy. Go to Revelations 3. Now, now what we have here is beginning in chapter 2, we have that, that John was on the island of, he was exiled onto the island of Patmos. Now watch this. John was put on this island as a punishment, but God used what the enemy did to John as a way to seclude him so that he can give him deeper revelation. You see, don't don't just because you're losing friends and you're losing people in your life doesn't mean that God, you know, that God is punishing you. God may be trying to get you to a place where he can talk to you. Some of us, we, we don't understand. We got too much noise. We got too much, pe too many people in our. And so what happens in the book of Revelation, beginning in chapter 2, you find that there were these seven churches, I believe it was seven churches, that were addressed by Jesus, right? Each church had a different problem, all right? So let's back up to, to verse, to chapter 2, verse 1, and, and let's, let's look at what Jesus was saying to these churches. Y'all ready? Number one, it says, to the angel of the church of who? To the one who holds the seven star in his right hand and the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands says this. Watch this. I know your what? And your what? And your what? Perseverance. 
and that you cannot tolerate evil men and and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and they are not and you found them to be false. And you have what? Perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown what? Weary. So, so this church, what they were doing, listen to this church. This church was doctrinally sound. See, what I want to show you tonight is this. We got to have some balance in our Christian life. And a church can be so doctrinally sound, but there's no balance. Because here comes the next statement from Jesus. This is Jesus talking. And somebody said, uh oh. They didn't grow weary. They did all, they persevered, they did all this stuff. But look what Jesus said in verse 4. But I have this against you. That you have left your first love. See, it's possible to do this thing and leave Jesus out. It's possible to live your Christian life and leave Christ out of the equation. Look what he says here. He says, he says, you have left your first love. But verse 5 gives him the solution. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and what? Repent and do the deeds you did at first or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you what? Repent. See, tonight, you got to ask yourself a question. Have you left your first love? And this is what happens when apathy sets in. So we have ignorance, we have unbelief, and apathy. You know what apathy means? I don't care. It's like you walking around like, yeah, whatever. Can I ask a question? How do you leave your first love? How can you leave Jesus out of the equation? How do you stop caring? I mean, what happens to us where we just stop loving him? Do you realize what he did for you on Calvary? Do you understand the ramifications of his death, his burial, his resurrection? Do you understand what he did for you? But this church was operating without their first love. And when you, listen, your first love is Christ. Go to Smyrna, uh, verse 8. And to the angel of the church of Smyrna writes, from the last, the first and the last, whom was dead and has come to life, says this. This is Jesus, right? I know your what? Tribulation and your poverty, but you are what? And the blaspheme and the blaspheme by those who say that you, that they are what? Jews and are not, but you are a what? 
a what? A synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to what? Suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into what? Prison. So that you will be what? There's that word, tested. And you will have tribulation for 10 days. Be faithful. I talked about that Sunday, didn't I? Be faithful unto what? And what? Let me say this to you. You may not understand, and I, you know, I'm not going to get theologically deep on this, but let me just say something to you. You're headed somewhere. We are headed somewhere. But when we get there, we need some stuff in our hands. And what he's saying to this church, he's saying, people of God, there are some people who will try to bring false doctrine your way. Okay? But you have to persevere. Don't give in to temptation. He says, and if you persevere, you will be given the what? The what? The crown if you're faithful. Faith, let, let me, faithful unto what? Death. I've made up my mind I'm going to die doing this. I'm not going to let no person, no situation in church. I'm not going to let nobody, listen, shake my faith and cause me to act like them with apathy. I don't care no more. I'm not going to allow circumstances to cause me to do my job like whatever, you know, whatever. whatever. They can wait. Oh, shoot, I'm full with them. Not me. Not me. Not me. And you got to say that to yourself. Lord, I'm going to be faithful unto what? How I many you can say you're going to be faithful unto death? Listen, you know what I want to say to you? Write this down. Write this down. Stay with God. Stay with God, Michael. Stay with him. Stay with him, man. Don't, don't, don't turn back, y'all. The world has a lot to offer. I get it. But you ever notice how the word leaves you? Empty. Broken. Used. Let's, 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 let's read. Be faithful unto what? Death and I will give you what? Verse 11. He who has what? Let him what? What the Spirit is saying to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt from the what? The second death. Look at the next verse 12. And to the angel of the church of Pergamum, right? The one who has the sharp two-edged sword says this. I know where you dwell. These are churches where Satan's throne is and you hold fast my name and did not deny my faith even in the days of Anthropos, my witness, my faithful one who, have, who 
was killed among you where Satan was. But I have a few things against you. Because you have, because you have there some who hold to the teaching of Balaam and who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit acts of what? Immorality. So also, so you also have some who in the same way have the teaching of the Nicolaitans, therefore repent or else I'm coming to you quickly and I will make what? War against them with the sword of my what? Mouth. Now you know what they were doing? You know what the teaching of Balaam is? Hmm? Mm -mm. Prosperity. Prosperity preaching. In a nutshell. People can't come to a church that's just preaching pure word. Some people. Pure word. Pure word ain't going to get it. But they were teaching, they were prosperity teachers. Balaam preached for money. Amen. As Balaam with a donkey talked to him, the donkey ministered to him. Verse 18. <laughs> Verse 18. <laughs> Lord, help us, Jesus. Uh, what do you think happened to them? Between authenticity and attraction, they didn't have balance, so they fell for the attraction. And they became what? Apathetic. Listen, apathy can happen in your marriage. Apathy can, listen, some of you go to work right now, you're like, I don't care. I don't. But you want that check? Boy, you want that check? You want to be rewarded for apathy. <laughs> but do you not know if you change your attitude? And you go in there like God gave you the job and like you're working not for man, but you're working for God. Do you not know that God will promote you and then pull you out of that? That's the kind of God we serve. So they wanted, they went to prosperity teaching. Let's look at the next church. Thyra, Thyra. Verse 18. And to the angel of the church in Thyra, Thyra. The son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet are like brandished bronze says this. I know your deeds and your what? See, there's all kinds of churches out here. And your love and your what? Faith and service and what? Perseverance. And that your deeds are of late are greater than at first. But I have this against you. I ain't going to say it. You tolerate the woman Jezebel. 
You got to be careful of that Jezebel spirit. You know what that Jezebel spirit is? A takeover spirit. In other words, they allowed the women in the church to overpower and influence them for bad and not for good. You know who was the man in the relationship with Jezebel and, 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 and the king? Jezebel was the man. He was like, hey, hey, do this. Do that. Do this. Look, Je uh, the king was so frustrated he came back crying to his wife. Let me leave that alone. Look, look what he said. You tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a what? A prophetess. Now let me let me clear up a few things tonight. Okay? Now if you call yourself a prophet, that office is no longer in operation today. If you call yourself an apostle, you must have walked with Jesus. If you call yourself a prophet and you say something to me, it has to come to pass. And if it doesn't, you just prophesied. And so today we have a lot of this going on, and God knew this church had, was going through this. They were entertaining false doctrine. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Who calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and leads what? Watch this, watch this. My bond servant what? Astray so that they commit acts of what? Immoralities and eat things sacrificed to what? Idols. This was a church, y'all. And let me say this. You know, the problem today is we ain't got enough men in church leaders. So I don't blame the women for stepping up. I sure don't blame them for stepping up. But a lot of brothers, they ain't, they ain't stepping up to the plate. They won't step up at home. Amen. I see y'all got quiet. I know we only got a few of you in here. Brothers won't step up. They won't take the lead. They won't pray. They won't read the Bible. They won't say, boo-boo, let's pray together. <laughs> Baby, let's read this scripture together. Let me show you what the word says about this. And so what happens now, the woman has to take, because she, she's infatuated with her Lord, her first love. And guess what? She starts learning the word of God. She starts growing. And he starts sitting back getting, being envious. What, the, what kind of stuff is that? You know, when Paul says, I do not have a woman to preach or exercise authority, uh, well, teach and exercise authority over a man in church, do you know the context to that? You got to catch the context. Not that a woman can't preach. That ain't, the, that ain't the problem. But what was happening is the men wasn't stepping up. But then some women were coming in church because they had learned so much Watch this. And then they were speaking out of order. And so what he was saying here, watch this. He was saying, look, look at the Jezebel spirit. They were leading people astray. Be careful of who you're listening to. Don't listen to everybody. 
A lot of people say God, but they don't, they don't mean you no good. Right? Watch this. That's Tyra Thyra. Watch what he says. He says, behold, verse 21, I give her, he says, I love God about that. He says, I give her what? T time to do what? Time to do what? Yeah, repent. See, the beauty of this thing, if you've fallen, you can repent. You know what repentance means? Turning from, it's a turnaround. It's cha the changing of one's mind. See, a lot of us say we repent, but we don't change our minds. We keep doing the same old thing. But when apathy sets in, these are the kinds of things that we allow to happen. We get, we get, we get pulled away by prosperity preaching. We leave our first love. Amen. We start following people who are trying, with the Jezebel spirit, who are trying to lead us into a quick fix. Oh, I wish I had an amen right there. So that teaching becomes appealing to you because it's a quick fix. Come get your destiny back and come seven steps to the next level of heaven and now, you know, all this other prosperity stuff. Come here, I got a cloth for you. Let me cut my, my handkerchief up and, 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 and send me $7.99. I'll cover the shipping. Truth be told, we, we all got a little superstition in us. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all ain't trying to hear me right now. Amen. Some of you got some superstition in you, and you got to get that thing out. Because you can't walk by faith if you're superstitious. And you got to be careful that you're not falling into the spirit of apathy where you just say, I don't care anymore. Listen, start caring about your parents. Come on, y'all. Start caring about what you eat, where you go, who you hang around with. Come on, y'all. When you stop caring, hey, man, it shows. I can tell. I can see it. I see it in your face. I see it in your walk. I see it in your conversation. I see it when you won't look me in the eyes. You know what? I got some members, they can't look me in the eyes. They won't look me in the eyes. See, the eye is the window to the soul. And if you can look a person in the eye, you can tell what's really going on. Look what he says. Verse 18, and to the angel of the church, I'm going to close. And to the angel of Tyra Thyra, right, the son of God. Did we do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. The next one is, uh, no, chapter 3. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Verse 1. Yeah, we got, we, got, we got two more. Watch this. To the angel of the church of Sardis, right, he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this, I know your deeds, that you have a name, 
that you are one. But you're what? Wake up! Hurt? She got scared. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what we finna do? What you gotta do? You are a dead person walker. This is a church with a whole bunch of dead people. You know what it smells like in there? Embalming fluid. What they call it for, for, for yeah, that kind of stuff right there for, for that thing right there. You ever walk in a church smell like a funeral home? A whole bunch of dead people. You are alive, but you're what? Dead. Apathy. Yeah, whatever. I don't care if I stink. It's all right. We all smell like that. <laughs> and listen, and, and when, you, when you're a guest preacher in a church like that and you walk in, you're like, damn. I hope I make it out of here alive. <laughs> I mean, ain't no spirit that's just dead. It's just some dead folk. Watch this. He says, I found your deeds what? He said, you know, he said, no, where am I? Hold on. That ain't, that's the right one. He said, yeah, this was it. He said, wake up and strengthen, watch this, the things that remain which were about to die, for I have come and found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. So remember what you have received and heard and kept and what? Repent. Let me say this. What he's saying is, it's time for us to do some CPR. It's time for us to get the, what do you call that thing? What's it called? The AED thing. Boom. We got to shock some people back to life. Because apathy has set in and we're just saying, oh, I'm just going to church today. Oh, yeah. I'm just. He says, wake up. Put some Folgers in your cup. Put some Holy Ghost in your cup. Amen. Wake up. Y'all ain't trying to hear. Y'all playing with me tonight. Watch what he said. He said what? Repent, right? Yeah, watch this. Let's go right here. I'm just covering the big parts, okay? Go to verse 7. Here's Philadelphia. This is where Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Look what he says, Philadelphia. And to the angel of the what? Notice every Scripture we have read tonight, every verse we read tonight, he, Jesus is addressing what? The church. How can a church move forward if it got a bunch of dead folk in there? If they got a whole bunch of folk teaching all kinds of bad doctrine? If you got a whole bunch of people just focused on prosperity? 
If you got a church that's lost its first love, and you know who the church is? You. So ask yourself a question. Are you a dead person walking tonight? Smell yourself. No amount of perfume can cover that up. I'm going to go. Let's go. He who is what? Who is true. Who has the key of what? David. Who opens and no one will shut. That's Jesus. And who, who shuts and no one opens says this. I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut. Because you have little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name, behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and not, but lie, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have what? Loved you. Why? Because, watch this, you have kept the what? The word of my what? Perseverance, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. What did they do? They had little power. But what did they do, saints? They kept his word. Isn't that what I just talked about earlier? Don't let Satan snatch it from you. Keep his word. And when you keep his word, he's going to open doors for you that nobody can shut. When the devil tries to close doors on you, God says, I open those doors. You got to recognize who opened the door for you. He says, I open those doors. And because I open those doors for you, stop going to work every day scared. They better fire me. Man, please. I'm sorry, y'all. I get a little passionate about that. I, I, I read, been, I've been there. I've been there. I used to walk and be like, man, man. They better fire me today. I know it. <laughs> I made it today. Whew, another day I made it. Because I wasn't strong in my faith. See, my faith was so weak. You know what I mean? I was just growing as a Christian. I used to go to work every day like, man, they better fire me today. <laughs> they finna get me up, yeah, yeah, that, that that one boss that was always on me. I said, Lord, just help me to deal with this today, Lord. Every day I until I learned something. Until I learned that it was God that opened that door for me. So I started walking in confidence. When I started to understand who I was in Christ, when I realized, amen, that I am a child of God. That when you mess with a child of God, you're messing with God. You're messing with his child. And when you mess with his child, you done messed up. And I've watched bosses get fired. Come on, somebody. I've watched God move people out and bring new people in to favor me. 
Folks, I've been there before. I've been down that road. Go to bed with a, with, with, with a, with a smile on your face tonight. Wake up in the morning with joy in your heart. Stop all of that. <sighs> and say, God, thank you for another day. I worship and praise your holy name. Listen, today I'm not going to let nobody, I'm not going to let nothing take my joy because this joy that I have, the world did not give it to me and the world can't take it from me. This joy that I have. Last one. And we're going. 14. To the angel of the church of Laodicea. It was, this is where I've been trying to get to. Apathy. To the amen, the amen, and the faithful, and the true witnesses, the beginning, the creation of God says this. I know your deeds. That you're neither what? I sure wish you were one of the two. I... I I don't know who some of you are sometimes. I don't know what I'm getting on certain Sundays. You understand? Know I don't know if you're hot this Sunday. I don't know if you're cold. So I got to kind of walk around like, okay, let me make sure. Let me, whew, let me pay attention to what's happening. Observation. He said, I don't know which one you are. Come on, make up your mind. Stop vacillating. And make up your mind what you want to be, what you want to become. Watch what he says. He says this. He says, so, so, so look at this. Because you're what? See, that's what's up. That's how apathy sets in. You become lukewarm. Listen, some of you are hot, but now you're not. You used to be hot. Now, hold on now. Don't be, th don't be taking that out of context now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, I know some of you may want to try to take that out of context. But listen, you were, you were on fire for God. That's what I'm talking about. Because you're about to go home and look at yourself again and say, I was hot. What had happened? Y'all, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> listen. Stop being lukewarm. Get on fire for God. Stop letting these little things cause you to lose your, yeah. Come on. Don't grow cold. I, I don't want no cold people around me. They remind me of that dead church with all the dead people. Don't grow cold. Stay hot. Check your temperature. Check your spiritual temperature. Do you still have zeal? Do you still have that pop? Come on, somebody. Do you still have your joy? He says, listen now, you, you done got, you done got lukewarm. And, and look what happened to you. Verse 17. Look at verse 17, y'all. You see, this is what happened to you. Because you say I am rich and I have become wealthy and I have no need of nothing. 
and you do not know that you are a wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You thought you had it going on. But you're not. Saints, don't let apathy. We're going to look at some more next week. Don't let apathy set in in your life. Start caring again. Really, start caring again. Stop let, listen, start caring for yourself. Start caring about how you carry yourself. Listen, listen, listen to me. The devil is the one that wants you and I. You know what? I refuse to let myself go. I'm going to fight all the way to the end. Amen. Why? Because I got something to live for. I haven't left my first love. I love him because he first loved me. And then he taught me how to love. And he has transformed my life and made me the man that I am today. And he's doing the same thing for you. Stay with God. Stay with him. And he's going to change your life. Stop allowing people to tell you what you can't do. And understand that God has already opened those doors. Love yourself. Com Listen. You know when we leave church, we say upward, inward, outward. Roll out. You know what we're saying? Love God completely. Love God. Love yourself compassionately and love, love others. See, you got to get that. You can't just so be so in love with you that you don't love anybody else. And I'm, I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm not talking about your boyfriend or your girlfriend. I'm talking about you can love a stranger. When you have love in your heart, 